I'm Janet No, And I'm Andrea Dillon. We are a mother-daughter CPA firm serving the United States business community with tax preparation services, tax planning, tax resolution, assurance and audits, and CFO outsourcing and consulting. Thank you for listening to the WOW podcast, Words of Wealth from CPAs of Florida. Learn more at cpasofflorida.com or call us at 239-936-6144. I am Janet Noak. And I'm Carol McCarley. And today we are going to continue the series about non-U.S. people buying U.S. properties or doing business in the U.S. And we wanted to go with the most basic topic, which was the topic of residential rental property and exactly what that is. So Carol, let's just ask the simple question. What is residential rental property? It would be a property you'd purchase that you want to live in as opposed to an office building or something of commercial use. Perfect, okay. So what about personal use? So you just said that, can I use a property that I buy here personally if I'm, if I'm intending to make it a rental property? Can I use it personally? Absolutely. So how much could I use it personally without having any tax effects? You could use it up to 14 days. So that's 14 days per year, right? Right. What happens if I use it more than 14 days? If I, if I get stuck here, I'm over here for the pandemic and I have to stay here. Then you are limited to the amount of rent you receive. So if you receive $5,000 in income, then your expenses are limited to that $5,000. So what happens to the rest of the expenses? From what I'm hearing, you're just saying that I won't be able to write them off. I'll just be able to use them. I'll just be able to pay them. They're still my expenses, but they won't be a tax write-off. Is that correct? Correct. They'll be carried forward to two years when you either have a gain or when you sell the property. Perfect. Okay, so let's talk a little bit further about that. So let's say I use it five days. I just come over here for a small trip one during the year. What, what is the effect of that? You still get to write off everything, um, but you are limited. You get to write off the amount that you don't use for personal use. So I think what I'm hearing you say is if I'm in the house five days, effectively, I have to take five days of my electric and quote pay it myself so that I don't get that as a write-off against the rental income that I'm receiving. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay, I understand that because if I'm using the house personally, just like a U.S. person, you wouldn't be able to write off your electric bill. So if you're using the house personally, you shouldn't be able to write off those expenses for those days you're here either. Correct. All right, so one of the things that we wanted to talk about is what expenses you can write off if you own a u.s property so let's talk about those some of the most common expenses would be if you did any advertising if you had a website if you have a property manager that does the advertising for you those those expenses are you can write them off you can write off some of your travel Um, if you have homeowners insurance you can write that off obviously our tax prep fees you could write that off if you had mortgage interest, if you got a loan to pay for the to buy the property and you have mortgage interest, you can write that off as well. Um, small repairs, if you bought any supplies, real estate taxes, and then obviously your utilities. Then we also have depreciation. Well, yeah, let's let me go back a minute to that travel comment because a lot of people ask us <laughs> this question. They want to buy a U.S. property and then they want to travel to the U.S. multiple times during the year. So obviously when they come here, 
they're coming here because there's some personal enjoyment component of coming to the U.S. So let's talk about what travel they can write off. We have a general rule of thumb where we give them 100% of the first time that they, that they, their first visit and then 50% of any subsequent visits. So that way we've kind of taken out the personal use part of it. Right, because if they come the first time, they need to check on the property, they need to do any improvements, they need to figure out what's going on. So we say that trip is absolutely for the benefit of the property. But after that, then we have to consider why they came. Did they come because there was a flood in the property? and they needed to come over here and get it under control or did they just come here because they like coming to the US for vacation? So that's kind of how we look at the travel question. Now let's go on to the depreciation question. If I buy a house on a piece of land, do I get to write off the whole house? You get to write off the building itself. The land portion is not deductible. So generally, how do we figure out how much the land is worth? We have a, gen a general rule of thumb about 15% we consider as the land value. So in Florida, obviously, there's generally land is worth more than 15% of the home, but we just kind of use that as a rule of thumb. What if they buy a condo? Is there any land value in that, or does the whole thing get depreciated? The whole thing gets depreciated. All right, so let's go on to improvements. If I buy some new appliances, or I carpet the living room, something like that. How long does it take for me to be able to write that off? Generally your smaller items, appliances, furniture, things like that will be depreciated five years. What if I tear it out to the walls and I want to redo the kitchen and put tile in the whole place? I just want to make it really nice. What do we do? We'll do a lump sum total of the remodeling and depreciate it over 15 years. What if I do that before I start to rent the property? So I buy the property and I gut it right after I buy it, then what happens? If you have not started to rent the property, then we're going to depreciate it over the same 27 and a half years for the, for the actual building itself. So yeah, perfect. So we're going to go ahead and add together the house value or the condo value, plus those improvements to get it ready to rent. And that will all go over 27 and a half years. So I think what I'm hearing as a tax strategy is I should buy it, rent it for six months, and then got it because then I could take the 15-year write-off instead of the 27-and-a-half-year write-off. That's one way to do it. <laughs> okay, Carol, I think we've probably covered most of the questions on what can be written off on a rental property. Do you have anything to add to that? No, not at this time. Alright, so if you have any other questions, certainly reach out to us. We're here to help and we are very familiar with the non-US persons owning U.S. rental properties, and we are a resource for you. If we can help, reach out to us. Thanks so much. I'm Janet Noak. I'm Carol McCarley. Thanks for listening today. I'm Janet Noak. And I'm Andrea Dillon. We are a mother-daughter CPA firm serving the United States business community with tax preparation services, tax planning, tax resolution, assurance and audits, and CFO outsourcing and consulting. Thank you for listening to the WOW podcast. Words of Wealth from CPAs of Florida. Learn more at cpasofflorida.com or call us at 239-936-6144. <music>